Welcome to Awaken and Empower, a podcast dedicated to creating a space for honest and true conversations on self-development, spirituality, and the intricacies of being human. It's hosted by me, Shaylin Ivany. I'm a self-empowerment coach on a mission to help women deepen their connection with themselves so they can live an authentic and meaningful life. And that's my intention with this show as well. This podcast is for anyone who is ready to unlock their inner wisdom and commit to the journey of deeply knowing, embracing, and honoring themselves. Awaken and Empower is a safe space where we can get real and dive deep into big and meaningful topics like identity and spiritual growth, inner work and mental health, and the meaning of the miracle it is to be here, alive and breathing and taking up space. Listen in for soul-centered inspiration, heartfelt advice, and personal stories that will guide you towards awakening your authentic self and living an empowered life. Welcome back to Awaken and Empower. I've got a very special episode for you today. It's another conversation episode with another repeat guest. I had this amazing woman on the show way back in May 2021, so over two years ago now, which is wild. She has gone through so many incredible shifts and personal transformation over the past couple years, and I just think everything she's been through to get to where she is now is really inspiring, and I hope you do too. Today on the show, I have with me Melina Cheris. Melina is a writer, creatrix, and coach. She is a channel opener, tea ceremonialist, breathwork alchemist, and sacred space holder. Her greatest joy is helping others remember that embodied expression, sacred creation, and divine trust are their birthright. She guides others to the depths of their souls, to connect with the fullness of their selves, and to share and express their truth from a safe, grounded place within. She has over 10 years of experience with transformative healing practices and is honored to walk alongside those she serves on their healing journeys. If you haven't listened to our first podcast conversation, that was episode number 19, highly recommend it. But if you haven't listened yet, Melina was my very first coach back in 2019 and I was one of her very first clients. So we've really been on this personal and business growth journey with each other from the very beginning. And even though she lives in LA, in the States, and I'm in Ontario, in Canada, and we've never met in person, we've maintained this special connection that I'll always cherish for so many reasons. It's really incredible to see where she is now, living in such an embodied expression of her truest self, and I'm so grateful she came on the show to share the journey of how she got there. She is such a storyteller and a passionate human, and it's incredible to see her live out her purpose in this way and to hear her journey of how she got there. So, without further ado, here is my conversation about the path of grief, surrender, and embodiment with the incredible Melina Cheris. All 
right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very, very special conversation episode. I've got here with me someone who has been a part of my life for about four years now. And she was first on the show way back in May 2021. She was actually one of my very first guests on this show. <laughs> and I'm so grateful to bring her back on again. So please welcome Melina Cheris. Hey, Melina. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. I'm so excited to be back on and very grateful for our friendship and yeah, our kind of... Um, experiences and weaving of our of our love for each other over the past four years it's really crazy that it's been four years <laughs> yeah, yeah it's wild that it's been four years yeah we realized yeah. that the last time we chatted and it's crazy mm-hmm. we still have never met in person it's just been mm-hmm. an mm-hmm. online love over here <laughs> mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um yeah it was it's funny actually the last time you and I chatted on the phone for one of our catch-ups um mm-hmm. at the end of that conversation I was like this could have been a podcast episode (laughs) and I just I just felt so called to to bring you back on here because you have just gone through a lot over the past couple years especially in just the past year and the past few months and yeah and like hearing you talk about it with me on that call and just seeing where you are now is just so inspiring to me and I have a really Mm -hmm. strong feeling that it'll be inspiring for anyone listening in here today so thank you again for for coming on here and and sharing yourself in this space yeah, thank you for that beautiful reflection and and thank you for having me. I'm really looking forward to seeing where this conversation goes and and just letting it flow as we love to do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, well to start things off, maybe can you share a bit about who you are and what you do now in this current version of your being? <laughs> yeah, beautiful question. Hmm. Just going to just going to ground into myself for a minute here Mm -hmm. because there's so much yeah there's so much I could share but um yeah as you mentioned I have been coaching now for about four years almost to the day it was September 2019 and as you mentioned I've had many different versions of what I do and um, took a break from it last year for about a year, which, which we can, I'm sure talk about, but what feels resonant for right now in terms of what I do now, I was just talking to a client about this. I, I really, I think I help people become more deeply grounded in who they truly are. And there's a lot that comes with that. I feel like, in the space, it's like, yeah, be yourself, be authentic. It it sounds great. And it is great. And there's a lot of factors that come into play there. So I would say the first is, do you have the space to hear yourself and to explore who you truly are? Because our world is not set up for that. (laughs) (laughs) It's set up to keep us distracted, busy, in the hamster wheel of achievement, which is where I was. And I think most of us have been, you know, if we're following what society thinks that we should be doing, that's where we are. We're, we're, this is, this is what I need to achieve. This is the goal. There's so many distractions and things we think we need. So the first task is really just slowing down and creating the space 
to start to really explore and tap into who am I really? What do I really want? What is really going to light me up? How do I really want to express myself? That's another really big piece of my work. I call it embodied expression, which is something that came through on a retreat I was in about six months ago. And creativity and expressing myself and sharing mostly through writing, but in in many different avenues has been a really big part of my journey in coming back to myself as well. Um, So what does it really look like to, how does your soul want to express itself? And then of course, when you're tapping into that, there's a lot that comes up around fear around having to live in a different way than what society says is right. There's a lot of people that are going to have opinions. <laughs> there might be friendships that that don't fit anymore. It's a really deeply uncomfortable space. And I wish people talked about that more because I think that's one of my roles is really um, having walked through that initiation and journey to validate and to be that kind of like pillar for somebody that's going through this inner turmoil of the not, not, not no longer what was right. Like you're leaving that old life and you're like, this doesn't really fit anymore, but you're not quite there at the new you or the new, like fullest authentic expression of yourself yet. And the in-between space, sometimes I call it the void, the liminal space. It's really uncomfortable and it can be very easy to just go back and, and it's not linear also, right? So it's not like you you start discovering these things and then step by step by step, you just continue to just go on the path. It's not like that at all. So I think like also validating that you will go back <laughs> and then you mm-hmm. will come back. It's like, yeah, it's all part of it. And there's no, there's no mistakes. Um, and I think it can be really helpful to just like have space held when you are in this space of, everything you know is really shaken up and it, it might feel like the foundation under you is crumbling and, and things that you've relied on identities or relationships. It's really unsettling when it feels like the veil has kind of been lifted and you're, you're seeing things a bit more clearly and you're, you're seeing where maybe there's patterns that you've been stuck in that aren't serving you or there's relationships dynamics that you've been stuck in that aren't serving you. it's tough. It's uncomfortable. And so recognizing that and like giving space a lot of times in that space too, there's grief. There's a lot of grief that comes up. There's a lot of fear that comes up. Um, There's, there's maybe pain that comes up. There's a lot of feelings that we've labeled as quote unquote negative Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) that most people in society will just say, just keep going. It's look on the bright side, you know? And it's like, uh, it's like, we just need space for that. Um, so that's kind of, that's another thing I do is, is just allow people to, to feel exactly how they're feeling, expect, especially when it's uncomfortable, sad, painful, maybe there's unprocessed trauma. You know, there's a lot that can come up when we, when we're still, which mm-hmm. is why we don't like it <laughs> and why we try to avoid it so much. So there's that piece. And then there's the third piece of okay, I'm, I've, I'm, I've created space in my life. I'm, I'm really careful about, you know, who I'm, who's in my space, what I'm intaking, um, all of that. There's so much that goes on. And then, and then you start to really hear your, whatever you want to call it, your intuition, your deepest self, you're, you're tapped in 
And we all are intuitive. Absolutely. I know you believe that too. Like hundred percent. There's just so much gunk that's, that's on top of that. So it's like you start removing the gunk and then you get to the core of who you are. And then you're going to hear messages. And a lot of times those are also deeply uncomfortable things that your, you know, your highest self is going to ask you to do. Um, set a boundary, you know, release a relationship, um, show up and express yourself, even though it might make someone uncomfortable, right? There's a lot of, sometimes it might be really joyous and you might feel really good about what this part of you is asking you to do, but a lot of times it's uncomfortable. So then the next piece is, is how do you actually practice listening to that? Um, because if you do, and that's been a huge part of my journey too over the years is, if you do listen to that, again, it's not about being perfect and, and perfectly listening to it all the time. But if you kind of, it's like building a muscle and, mm -hmm. and you get in the practice of listening to that voice, you're going to just watch your life transform in incredible ways and, and develop a much deeper trust and flow with life rather than kind of the way we're, we're generally taught in our culture, which is push and force and make it happen and, you know, get what you want no matter what and, and continue following up and all of these things. And that's sort of where I was for a lot of my life. Um, and in the past few years, it's really been a practice of how can I flow with life? How can I create space? How can I also really honor like what my energy is, what my boundaries are and speak those. And I've had a lot of very difficult conversations with people in this past year, especially as I've realized like, oh, if I want to really show up as my authentic self, that's, that includes setting loving boundaries mm -hmm. and having difficult conversations that I've been avoiding. And, and then it's, it's, yeah, kind of like, moving with the way that people react to that. It's a lot. There's a lot of aspects of this journey that are very difficult. And I've also just seen such a shift in my own being, my own energy, um, as I really just tune deeper into, yeah, what what is my truth here? And I've really, I feel like I've really been able to just express in much more, um, useful ways. And, and yeah, it's been really beautiful to, to just feel like I'm in much more of a flow and of a trust. And I'm, I'm really feeling like I'm moving with life rather than pushing against life into what I think I want it to be allowing, you know, things to unfold organically. So that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. And so of course, you know, my journey is, is what I help clients with. So, and, and I think that's what people who are coming up to me are responding to is like, I want to live more authentically, but I'm uncomfortable. What do I do? You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I think that that's not talked about enough is that that is, there are a lot of really difficult aspects of it, um, of the, of the transformation process and the growth process. But yeah, that, that's a little, little bit about me and where I am right now. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful. So many things I want to like grab onto <laughs> there and talk about. But yeah. yeah, I think it's just just the whole concept of providing this space for people, for your clients, for anyone who who wants to welcome your energy into their life. That's such a beautiful, powerful 
and also kind of simple thing, right? Like you're just Mm -hmm. there, you're holding the space, you're listening. And like you said, providing this space where we can get still and hear ourselves, because like you said, the world is not designed for that. And um, that's uh, something I really keep in mind too, with my own coaching, because it's true, we are all just brought up in this, these spaces in this world where we're neglecting ourselves. And that's really yeah. unfortunate that we're never taught how to look inward. And we have to kind of figure that out on our own. Um, and yeah. of course, with the support of people like coaches and and therapists and everyone like that. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's really been something that you've always done in, in your journey and your business journey. Like, you know, you were my first coach way back in the day. <laughs> and you did that for me. Like you were one of you provided one of the first spaces where I could listen to myself and I could verbalize what I was going through in a non-judgmental space and really just mm-hmm. get still enough and quiet enough to hear myself. And that was really mm-hmm. the beginning of my journey in doing that. And so I'm forever grateful for mm-hmm. us connecting in that way and for you giving me that space. And I think mm-hmm. now with this version of what you're doing, it's like you said, it's just so much more embodied. And that's simply because mm-hmm. of everything you've gone through in the past few years and all of the growth and the grief and, and just everything. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, you've been on the show before you've shared your journey up to May, 2021, I guess. So Mm -hmm. what, what has happened for you since then, you know, since the past for over the past couple of years, what has led you to this Mm -hmm. current expression of your work and of who you are? Yeah. Beautiful question. And also just really, honoring you and thanking you for that reflection. And I'm so glad I was able to to provide that because you're right. It is so simple. There's actually so much, like we think as coaches and, and healers that there's so much we need to do and we care really deeply about our clients. Right. But actually like I keep coming back to just get out of the way, like whether I'm facilitating breath work or tea ceremony or coaching, it's just like step back just, just do less. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's like there's, because I am doing so much, like, like you said, behind the scenes, it's, it's not so much about what am I doing in the session? It's about how am I living my life? Am I living my life in integrity? Am I actually embodying what I'm sharing? Because that is going to be felt in the session space. So then when I'm in the session space, it's like, I can just step back and then provide that space for the client to then tune in to themselves. And, and cause I'm a huge believer that, the, you know, the client has, they know themselves best. It's not about me coming in to say here, try X, Y, Z. They have the knowledge. It's really about, you know, just holding the space for them to come back to that truth within themselves and that remembrance that they do have the knowledge. So it is so simple and and giving them the space to feel their feelings and process. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like you said, in a non-judgmental space, because we just don't have a lot of spaces for that. So that alone can be incredibly powerful. Um, So thank you for that reflection. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's see what's happened since May, 2021. I'm trying to think back. Um, so yeah, I, like I said, I, I, I mean, I'll just kind of give a brief overview in case someone hasn't heard the other episode. Um, I started my coaching business in 2019 and I 
yeah, I so appreciate what you said. Um, and, and being one of my very first clients too, like you hold such a special place in my heart for that, for allowing, you know, trusting me. Cause it's, it's, a coaching and holding space is not a responsibility I take lightly at all. It's very important responsibility. Um, so yeah, I kind of started out and I, I, I was very drawn to having my own business because I am a projector in human design. That's one of the, I don't remember if we talked about that in the last episode, but I, I have a lot less energy. And when I had kind of worked in nine to five jobs, it just really exhausted me um, when I had to go into offices and things like that. And so that was one of the reasons I was drawn to my own business. Um, but it was funny because that kind of pushing, forcing, striving energy that I had in the kind of nine to five world, I brought that in to my, mm -hmm. my business, right? I was like, I want to start this business and have my own schedule. And, and, and yet that's just what I knew. And so I brought that kind of energy in of like, obviously I had a deep desire to help people and a deep desire to hold space and coaching still is all these years later and will continue to be a huge passion of mine. And I'm so grateful every time I'm in a session, I'm just like, so grateful I get to do this. So it was, it was like a beautiful time because I was really becoming a coach and leaving my nine to five job was, was one of the first big initiations for me of listening to that voice. Cause I was hearing very clearly this career is not for you, even though I had literally just spent thousands of dollars and two years of graduate school and education. Mm -hmm. So it was tough to, to then say just a few months later, you know, into my job in education, I, I, this isn't for me. It you know, wasn't easy to do that after I'd put a lot of time and money and energy into that path. So, but that was really where this all started. That was the first, like, I have to listen to this voice. So it was beautiful because I listened to that voice and started my business and, and yet it was, there was a lot of that kind of old pushing, forcing energy going on, um, where I wanted, I, and a lot of, um, doing what I thought I should be doing, you know, <laughs> listening to a lot of business podcasts, um, doing what I thought would make more money or that people would buy. And that's, it was like, I still had so many beautiful, even though I was in that space more than I am now, I still had so many beautiful clients, you included, and beautiful programs and beautiful experiences. So it's not to say that that was bad or wrong in any way. That's just where I was. And that's just what I knew. And at the same time, my business became this vehicle of my transformation, where it didn't feel like things were working the way I wanted them to. It didn't feel like it was enough. And I'm putting this in air quotes, right? It just felt like, just felt like something was off. Um, and I think when I really tuned in, it was what you said about embodiment. I was, I was sharing and expressing, which felt really good. And there was a lot that I was sharing and expressing, which, which was aligned and embodied. And then there was this part that was kind of sharing and expressing because I wanted something or because I thought this is what I should be saying or sharing things I thought like we're kind of aspirational, but I wasn't actually embodying. Um, and that can be felt, right? And so I do think that is one of the reasons why I wasn't really seeing the growth and the traction that I wanted was because I just, and also it just wasn't the time yet. You know, I think there's so much around 
when I came into the space too, I was following all of these business coaches that was like, make a hundred thousand dollars in six months. And you know, all of these, you know, it, you know, it. Yeah. Like all of these stories of people who are doing things really quickly and making and, and having a lot of success. And I was very hard on myself and I was very impatient. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was like, why isn't this happening for me? You know, is there something wrong with me and, and doing a lot of comparison and again, there were so many beautiful moments of that, of that business, like my first business, as I like to call it, there were, and it was such a portal and a vehicle for my transformation and everything happened exactly as it needed to, because it was such a beautiful way for me to continue to build trust and like continue to just share myself vulnerably. And, and there wasn't always a response. I would put out a lot of things that would get zero response. And that was such a, it was hard. It was really hard. So again, that practice of allowing myself to just be with that pain of, of really putting myself out there and not receiving, you know, the, the, the recognition or the, the signups or whatever it was that I wanted, it was hard. So allowing myself to be with that. And then just kind of, I was just in this process of like deepening into my spirituality and really deepening into trust of timelines. And finally, it was kind of like took a few years, but it was really, there were just all these kind of signs around me to just surrender, surrender. And I think a big thing with that first iteration of my business was, because as I mentioned, I never really enjoyed nine to five working for other people. There was a subtle energy of like, I need this to work. I need this business to work because there's nothing else that I can do. I love coaching. I don't understand why it's not working. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, I felt so lit up. I was like, I finally found something that lights me up and it's not working the way I want it to work. So it was like slowly letting go of it looking how I thought it should or on, on what timeline I thought it needed to be on. And Going back to the kind of 2021 situation, I think towards the end of 2021, I also had a part-time job at the time that I was really not that fulfilled with. And, you know, my business wasn't growing and I was just really, I was just like, what, what do I need here? I was really tired of just kind of the way things were going. And there was this um, opportunity that came about for a full-time position, which was at a startup in the psychedelic uh, therapy, kind of burgeoning psychedelic therapy industry. And something inside of me again was like really drawn to that. And for a while I pushed it away because I was like, I don't want to have a nine to five again. You know, I, I I don't want to like give up on my business, which is how I saw it. But the more I kind of tuned into it, it just felt like that's where the energy was flowing. Mm -hmm. So it was like, it wasn't flowing into my business. And so it was like, okay, can I really fully surrender this business that I love? And I've so desperately wanted it to work. What would happen if I just followed this nudge and I like let go of it? And I really never thought I was going to come back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was really tired. And I was just like, I this I just was like, okay, like this, this is just not working. There was again, grief there for sure. I went through a whole process of grieving the business and grieving the career path I thought I was going to have and, um, and, and entered this full-time job last, this was 2022, early 2022. And, and there was like such a sense of relief. Mm -hmm. Um, 
deep relief of, I literally didn't go on Instagram for like a year, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, which was amazing. But like, <laughs> I wasn't, I had kind of moved on from, I need to post all the time, but still there was like this underlying with my business, there was this underlying pressure that I kind of was giving myself to, to show up and post and, you know, all of this stuff. And I could let go of that. And I, it was like this true surrender moment, um, in, in doing this job. And it was so beautiful because I really enjoyed, you know, it wasn't perfect as no job is, but I really enjoyed a lot of aspects of it, which surprised me. I worked from home, you know, it was, it was still a little bit hard on my energy, but I, I did work from home and I was able to take breaks and the people were so lovely and it was this community and it was work I enjoyed doing and was good at. And I was like, holy shit, there is something else I can do besides (laughs) coaching. And that was so liberating it was really Mm. liberating because I like I said I think there was that subtle energy running in my first business of like this has to work and when you're in that energy no matter how subtle it is people can feel that and there's that's going to kind of determine your decisions so it was so nice to like really let go of the business completely and surrender it and like I said I really didn't think I was going to come back to it. I was like, I'm, I love it here. I'm going to continue on this in this career path now and and let go of it. And that was such a necessary, a necessary piece. And I also just like anyone that is on a creative path, anyone that's listening, that's in, in a business, it doesn't have to be a business, but like any creative path, it's so not linear. I mean, how often do we hear stories of people who had a business and then quit the business went back to a full-time job and then came back to the biz. Like it, it's not very common to hear. I think, I feel like we hear so many stories of I quit my job and then I made it and it just, you know, continued growing. And those are beautiful stories, but that's not everybody's story. Mm-hmm. And I think it can feel really disheartening when it feels like that's the trajectory that we need to be on. Um, when we don't hear from the people that maybe they went back to a job and that was the best thing for them. And, or maybe they went back to a job and then they came back into the business like I did. So there's so many different ways. I just really want to validate like all the different paths. And, and if you feel like you're putting too much pressure on your business or your creative pursuit and you need it to make you money, there's nothing wrong with getting a job. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I still have a part-time job. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. There's no shame in that. Um, it's, it's not a linear path. So that was 2022. And then also what happened last year in the midst of working my full-time job is my mom was diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. And that kind of what I was mentioning in the beginning was it just shook my entire foundations, like my, my relationship with my husband, my relationship with my mom, my relationship with my, the rest of my family, my relationship with my friends my relationship even with, with where I live, um, literally every aspect of my life felt like it was crumbling. And I was really lucky. I'm really so grateful to have one of my really, really good friends who had gone through something similar and also was incredible at holding space and who I just really leaned on in that time. I mean, crying to her on the phone, calling her like Mm -hmm. every day. I mean, and it was like, it was looking back, it was like, oh, she just, it was such a balm to have that type of friendship that just like was so solid and had so much depth because everything else 
was like crumb. It just felt like shattered and crumbled. And that is a very terrifying space to be. So that really, I think was kind of the earthquake that started that kind of laid the foundation for this, this new version of me that is funny because yeah, I've been, I just hear from so many people like you seem so different. <laughs> you know, like your energy is so different. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, and it's not just what happens to us, right? Because someone else could have gone through this and had a completely different thing. It's, it's, how are you able to, to work with what is life presenting you with? Because life is going to present us all with these incredibly difficult, you know, things. And I just wrote this piece on grief too, because we, we think a lot about grief of someone, we lose someone we love. And that's a huge part of it. But there's so much else in this world that we are grieving that we don't even know we're grieving. There's just so much to it. And I think this kind of, for me, this is like a, my first big brush with death and my first big brush with like mortality and grief and all of these things. It's just like, I feel like it's, it's really allowed me to, to really deepen into the, the darkness and the shadow and, and kind of become much more comfortable in that space. Um, Cause I think that was another piece was I was working on kind of my capacity to, I always think of it as like, you know, expanding your capacity to be with pain, expanding your window of tolerance for discomfort and pain. I was already working on that. And I think that was a huge help. Cause like I said, I'd been on this spiritual journey for years before this happened with my mom. And I'm so grateful because those tools, it didn't make it any easier by any means, but I did feel like I am equipped to begin building back this foundation. And, and actually it was so beautiful in so many ways, her diagnosis, because it was like, I was saying in the beginning, it shattered a lot of these illusions, ways I was running my energy that, that weren't aligned relation ways. I was running my energy in relation and relationships that weren't aligned. Like everything was shattered and that was terrifying for a while. But the more I was able to sit in that space of just like, this is terrifying. And I'm just going to be here with this and not trying to rush out of it or find the meaning in it or whatever. The more I was able to like slowly just build back this foundation of groundedness and um, truth within myself. So I think what people are kind of reacting to when they feel like, oh, your energy is so different is it's not that I'm perfect at this or this is linear in any way, but it's this much deeper sense of myself and this foundation that is resting much more in myself rather than resting on my relationship with my mom to feed me or my relationship with my husband or my relationship with my business. It's, it's within me. And that doesn't mean I don't need all of these people and all of these relationships, but it was like, oh, I'm running my energy with my mom in this way that's not healthy. And, and I have to set boundaries here and with my husband. And, that, and it was like so many deeply uncomfortable things that I had to say and truths that I had to speak that ultimately made all of my relationships stronger. And there are some friendships I had to let go of. And there's some, I mean, there's been so much, like I'm still, and it's funny that we're talking now because it was July 7th of 2022 that I got this news. So it was almost exactly a year ago. And mm -hmm. I'm still in awe of just the way, the ways that 
this continues to ripple um, in my life. And I actually, so it was a ketamine uh, a therapy company that I was part of, and I was going through their ketamine therapy program at the time. And I had done a ketamine journey the night before my mom's diagnosis. And I already really knew that I knew she was going to be diagnosed. And even though we had no evidence and I heard in this ketamine journey, your mom has cancer and this is the way it has to be. It has to, oh no, it was, it has to be this way. It was like the, the voice of God or spirit. I mean, it just came straight in. And I remember coming out of that, this was the night before I found out pushing it away. Cause I was like, no, 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 that's not, it's just this crazy journey I was on. It's not real. And then for that to happen the next day, I was like, Whew, but I kept coming back to, it has to be this way. It has to be this way. It was like my mantra. And, and again, it didn't mean I wasn't allowing myself to feel the pain and the, and the anticipatory grief and the, all of the, the despair. I mean, it was like the lowest of the low, the terror. I have this quote actually behind me <laughs> that says, let everything happen to you. The beauty and the terror, just keep going. No feeling is final. Wow. It's by Rilke. Yeah. And that like is such a close, close to my heart because I like I have anxiety too. <laughs> and mm -hmm. so a lot of this manifests for me in 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 terror and anxiety and you know, worst case scenario. And I think while that's not fun when I'm in those moments, it's like this is part of life. Like I wouldn't have the joy, the the pleasure, right? I wouldn't if I really want to experience all that to the deepest level, which is, that's also hard to do, right? Because we push ourselves off from that. If I want to experience that to the deepest level, I also, that comes with, and I'm a very sensitive person, which I think a lot of us with anxiety are, the terror, the fear, the sadness, the grief, like we experience that dialed up too. And so it's not so much about avoiding that, but it's like, how, what are the tools and how can I allow myself to be with that, those feelings. And that's where kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, that's where I think a coach can really come in handy is someone who's been through this is like, they can hold that space for you to start to practice allowing yourself to feel these things, which are deeply uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the, the, that happening last year was a huge catalyst for me. And then I got laid off a couple months later mm -hmm. from my job. So it was like, great, I have nothing, you know, now I don't have my job. And it was like, this community that I really relied on. And that was really hard and income and, you know, all of this, it was, it was, that was huge too. And, and then it was just like, but I saw it so clearly when I was laid off, it was only a couple months after my mom was diagnosed. I was like, I am really being called into the fucking void. Like, mm -hmm. just the, like, I have no business. I have no job. Like, <laughs> you know, my relationships are all in flux. Like, it just felt like I, I didn't have anything to grasp onto. And I think for the first time in my life, I was like, I can do this. You know, it was deeply uncomfortable. And there, of course, were moments here and there where I was like, jobs or no, I want to do, I want to figure out what I'm doing. You know, of course there were, there were moments of that, but overall there was a much deeper acceptance of and trust in the void space. And again, in our society, that's a very terrifying space to be. People want you to know what you're doing and like, they want you to have a plan. And 
in that space, you know, there's financial ramifications of that. And I was very lucky to both like be, have the support of my husband in that space and to have unemployment, you know, because I had been laid off. So I was able to, to have unemployment and have those supports. But even then, like financially, I knew I was going to be okay. It's still so hard to give yourself permission to just stop and, and not do anything and not figure anything out in our society. It's so hard because we get so much worth from what we're doing and what we're achieving. And I knew, I just knew I was like, this is, this is the practice. This is the arena for everything I've been slowly kind of working on over the past few years. This is the, this is the moment to just see if I can just stay in the darkness and trust it. So I did. And I, like, again, there were moments where I kind of felt pulled to like the way I used to be and the, the safety nets I used to to feel. And I would either get kicked out of those really fast. Like it was hilarious. It was like, that's not going to work. That's not going to work, you know, <laughs> or I would just be able to kind of be like, wait, no, 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 no. I'm too like, I know when things are right and when they're not. And I'm too in that I can't, I, this just doesn't feel right and pull myself out of it. But so I was like, yeah, I'm just going to be in this space. And in that space after I think it was like two or three months of like, literally I was doing nothing. <laughs> I was like, I had no job. I was doing nothing. I had no plans. I didn't know what I was going to do. I was sort of still feeling into like, do I want to go back into the psychedelic space? What do I want to do? I started getting little tiny nudges of come back into your business. <laughs> <laughs> it was like very quiet, like, you know, and I was like, I was like, okay, I knew it felt right. And I was like, it has to be so different this time. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, I am, I am so different. And I am, it's going to be, I just knew I was like, it's going to be different this time. It's going to be, I don't want to come at it at all from scarcity from I need to put this on any timeline. I need to have any expectations of where this is going to go. I just want to come purely from service and purely from this is a joy for me. And it, it has been a joy for me um, to hold space and to coach and to serve others in this way and to, to, to really like be a beacon and hold space for other people on their journey home to themselves. It's the greatest gift of my life. So that, that was what was coming back. It, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to do this really slowly. I'm going to do this really differently. I'm going to just go one step at a time. So it was like, I would just get these instructions like quietly. And, 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 and it was like such a slow process of, I think the first thing I did back in my, my next version of my business, which was the end of 2022 was, I think I held a, a breathwork circle, like a virtual breathwork circle on the winter solstice. And and I had people sign up. I sent out this whole email about what had happened. You know, I hadn't emailed anybody in like over a year. I was like, hi, remember me? Like, <laughs> hey, back in your inbox. Um, and I sent out a really vulnerable email about my mom's diagnosis. And um, I said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to just hold this breathwork circle if anyone's interested. And I just received such beautiful responses. Like so many people emailed me and just, said such beautiful things that you included. And then people were signing up for my breath work. And I was like, okay, you know, I mean, it's not, it wasn't like it was a ton of people, but it was people. 
-hmm. And I was like, all right. And then I stepped into that. And then slowly things kind of started unfolding from there where these people and opportunities were just like, kind of, it felt like magically coming into my life and saying, Hey, do you want to teach this course? Hey, do you want to come teach at the studio? Like I didn't have to really do anything. It was all just like very organically coming to me. And some of those things were great. And some of those things were not like, didn't work out, but it's, it's not even about that. It's like, I just felt so much more flow in, and I was like, okay, maybe now is the time. Like maybe I needed, I mean, like it's literally been four years almost since I started my business and five since I started writing and sharing when I started my blog was in 2018, which is what started all of this. It's been five years of just putting myself out there and continuing to try and continuing to work with life organically. I feel like just this past six months, as I've been in this, you know, second version of my business, it's been really beautiful to just watch it organically blossom Mm -hmm. and feel pieces of writing come through and, and, and feel poetry come through and feel offerings come through. And yeah, it's, it's all felt really organic and it's growing, which is incredible. And it's felt in flow and it's felt easeful and it's, yeah, it's been truly amazing to just like feel the second version of my business just organically really come through and like how different I am in this, in this version and, and the people that are coming to me and the opportunities that are coming to me. So that's where we are. (laughs) Wow. Thank you so much for sharing all that. I'm just, I mean, I know all this already, but hearing you say it again, I feel like I'm hearing it for the first time. I don't know. (laughs) Like, I just love hearing you speak about it. You're so it's, it's just you, like you're so you, you know, that's all, that's the only way I can explain it. So thank you for sharing so, (laughs) so openly and so vulnerably here. I really appreciate it. Um, and again, so much I could go off of there, but <laughs> I know. You know one one thing you br- you brought up a couple of times and that I wanted to ask you about is is grief because yeah. grief has been such a big part of your life for the past little while. And mm-hmm. you know that that email, that piece of writing that you shared recently really was just beautiful. And um, I really just wanted to ask you about the concept of grief and, Mm. and what you've learned about it, because yeah, just reading that piece that you sent out, it really hit home for me. It really opened my eyes to some things about grief. And Mm. um, I just think you articulated it very beautifully. So I'd love to hear you just talk a little bit about what you've learned about grief and and how that's impacted you over the past while. Yeah, thank you. Um, And thank you for yeah, I'm so glad that the piece touched you. I really I have had that piece sitting for a little while. And that's kind of a, a new practice for me too. I feel like again, in the first iteration of my business, it was like, something would come through and I would want to share it immediately. And sometimes I do still do that, but I I really tune into each piece and I I try to give it a little bit more space and sometimes things just need to breathe. And then sometimes I'm sitting on them for too long. Like that piece, I was like, this has been sitting here for like a month and I do really want to share this piece. And so kind of coming back to my writings and and tuning into each of them because they're their own, they're each their own little little worlds and and have their own kind of what they want. So tuning into that. But yeah, it's funny that you're 
saying that because grief is something I think I avoided <laughs> for a really long time. And it's something I also felt like I can't speak on this because I, yes, I've lost people in my life, but I've never lost someone that I'm really close with. So I never felt like I had any authority to speak on grief or I didn't really know what it was. And I think this whole thing with my mom um, last year just really opened something in me that's like, oh yeah, grief is not just about losing someone you love. Like, yes, that is a really, really big grief, but that's the one that we focus on in our culture is like when we think of grief circles or we think of grief support or grief in general, the first thing we think of is I've lost a loved one. Um, there's so much more that we <laughs> are constantly grieving. I mean, I'm a very, I think this also kind of comes from, I'm a very sensitive person, as I've mentioned. And I, I see, I just see the beauty and the pain of things and they go one in one in the same. And I see things just like really potently. And sometimes it just overwhelms me. And it's like, Oh, this is why is life so hard and painful and everything's bleeding. You know, it's like, Oh, it's like, I wish I didn't, I wasn't, you know, tuned into this because in order to get through and there's mundane things we have to do in life. And, and we can't be thinking about that constantly. Otherwise we'd never do anything. Right. So it's like this balance of tuning into that and feeling that and kind of coming into just living your life and, and just, you know, kind of the mundane, but yeah, I feel like until last year, I, I never really felt like I knew about grief. And I now know that that's just so not true. Um, because, you know, you're mentioning this piece. I wrote this newsletter about all of the different types of grief. Cause it just one day it was just pouring through me. And I think it came through, um, I'm trying to remember when it came through, but I was doing some like womb work and like touching into that. And I was, there's just so much anger and, and sadness around like women and everything that's been done to women collectively over the centuries. And, you know, that's a type of grief. There's all this collective grief for the way that people have been treated and not allowed a voice and not allowed expression. There's so much of that that we haven't processed. And, there's that there's grief for I think I mentioned in the newsletter, like grief for all the choices that we didn't make, and all the paths that we didn't take because any decision is a death in some way, right? It's like we make this decision and other things have all the other possibilities have to die. So we're constantly grappling with this like, life and death cycle, which is everywhere, not just in uh, people are born and people die, but also within ourselves of things are dying and old versions of ourselves are dying. And like I mentioned, when I let go of my business, there was grief, right? And I think that it's so important for all of us to remember that just because if you haven't lost a loved one, you you do know what grief is. I mean, a breakup is a grief, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like it's, I had a boyfriend in high school who we were really deeply connected and I never really, we were dating for a really long time. It was a really pivotal relationship. And I never grieved it. And I just went, we broke up right like the day before I went to college and that was it. And I just went to college and kind of moved on. And it was funny. There was, it was also in 2020 when I was starting to awaken spiritually and I was starting to come into my, my truest expression, a lot of grief was coming up. Now I can come, I can see, cause when you make space, that's what comes up. 
generally is grief, anger, you know, all of that, like that was, that's, that's been buried and, re and repressed. Cause we didn't either, we weren't safe enough to feel it at the time, or we were told if this is not okay. So that doesn't go anywhere. That's within our body. It's, it's there. And it will kind of, if it's not processed, it will kind of come up in weird ways. Like you'll snap at someone and you'll get triggered or like you'll start sobbing about something and you're like, what is going on? And so to live kind of like a more integrated life, a big piece for me has been attending to my, as we were talking about, like attending to my emotions more as they come. And that keeps me in flow, right? I'm not backing up. I'm not repressing. I'm like, I'm tending to these things as they come up and it keeps the flow moving. And yeah, I, like in 2020, it was funny because I watched this TV show that reminded me of my boyfriend in high school and I could not stop sobbing. It was like five days of like sobbing. And I was like, this is so weird. We broke up like 10 years ago. I don't under, and, and I, just, I just felt like this grief needs to come out. Mm -hmm. And that also tends to happen <laughs> like in sessions or especially when I'm serving tea, because mm -hmm. that's one of the things I do also is tea ceremony, which I do. It's, I do it in person in LA here, but um, a lot of people just cry and cry and cry and cry. And I've done a lot of crying in, in tea ceremony and grief is of course, not just crying. <laughs> there, it's so many, like that's, I think that's another kind of thing we think, Oh, grief. I'm just, I'm just crying. And it's like, yes, that's, that's true, but also there's, there can be a lot of anger in grief. There can be a lot of um, numbing in grief, right? There can be a lot of expression. There can be a lot of joy in grief, mm -hmm. dancing. And I mean, it's so, it's like, cause the closer you are with your deep grief, the closer you are with your deep joy. And these things can really coexist and they actually have to coexist because if you're cutting yourself off from grief, cause you're afraid of it, or you don't know what to do with it, which a lot of us do, because that's what we're taught, you're also cutting yourself off from joy and pleasure. And like, they're one in the same. So yeah, I feel like I just have this kind of much more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I have I have a, a deeper and richer relationship with grief, where I'm able to feel my own grief, I'm able to really feel the 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 myriad of ways that that we grieve and that we need to grieve and and giving yourself space to do that is so important. And that is, you know, if you give it because I feel like with grief, it's like, well, I shouldn't be grieving this, like grieving a relationship, the, uh, grieving someone who's changed and and they're not the same they used to be anymore. I mean, there's so many different there's like endless endless things to grieve and to just give yourself space to do that because again, just because it's not the grief of losing a loved one, it's still ex very, very valid. And I think we cut ourselves off from that because we say, oh, well, I, this isn't the, as important or this isn't as quote unquote bad or whatever. It's like, no, just really acknowledging, taking a moment. And that comes with slowing down and clearing space to be like, no, this, I am feeling grief. So I think there was like that big opening last year with my mom's diagnosis where it really just opened me up. And so now I just feel like I'm like even more open to my own grief and, um, you know, just all of the expressions of grief that are not talked about that I think should be more normalized and hopefully will be. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate that because I feel 
yeah, grief is just one of those emotions that we weren't taught how to feel, how to understand, how to hold space for. And like you said, it's just we all experience it in different levels, in different ways. And it's always there as we grow. And it's a shame Mm -hmm. that, you know, a lot of us just don't even realize it's there and we don't know how to hold it and learn from it and grow from it. And yeah, Mm. you know, like you said too, grief is just when someone you love dies. Like, no, that's, that's not it. It's, it's there as, as you're growing, like what's just coming to mind for me now is just the grief that's there as you're becoming more of who you are and like, and shedding all of the layers that have been put on to you over the years and your conditioning and everything, there is grief there and you have yeah. to acknowledge it and hold space for it. And um, yeah. it's just a shame that these quote unquote negative emotions get such a bad rap, you know, even like things like yeah. anger or sadness. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like, these are just all human emotion. Mm-hmm. We need to understand them. So I really appreciate you yeah. sharing your insight on grief. I think, um, yeah it's uh it's really important to talk about these things more and to learn more because they're so present and we can grow so much through those hard feelings like grief and um yeah and you know because your grief kind of led to well not kind of it really did lead you to (laughs) this more embodied version of yourself and Mm -hmm. I'd also just love to hear you share your thoughts on on what embodiment means to you like what is embodiment for someone out there who's like (laughs) I've heard that word but I don't really know what it means like how would you describe it to someone (laughs) as you say that I'm gonna take some breaths (laughs) yes do it (laughs) into my body that's Mm -hmm. a part of it Mm Yeah, I think what's coming up for me around embodiment, there is a lot out there around it. I feel like it's one of those buzzwords like manifestation that's kind of gotten really hijacked. Um, But I still feel really connected to that word. Um, And to me, it's really... Yeah, like how do I even put it in words? Because it's such a feeling state, but it feels like... You're, you're, the way that you are in the world is coming from within. So it's like from within, so without, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than, and it's coming from a deep relationship with your body too. That's coming up too is like, are you really listening to your body's needs? That, that usually includes a lot more rest, you know, than we're, than we usually give ourselves or, like what's your relationship with listening to your body and what it needs. And, and there's so many aspects of that. We can go on a whole other podcast about that, but it's like in terms of nourishment, in terms of rest, in terms of, you know, movement and partially, you know, part of the thing I do in some of my like online spaces is just give people space to move or stretch or you know draw or create or sing or dance and I give everybody that space to just tune in to their body and what is your body saying right now it doesn't matter tomorrow all you need to do is like that muscle is just tune in what does your body need right now does it need to rest does it need to move does it need water does it need you know do you want to write like 
what does it need? And that's really what it is. It's like building that relationship, building that muscle of slowing down and listening and then giving your body what it needs. Um, Rather than kind of, I think the ways that we're taught is like the mind down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like we think of, it's a lot of mind stuff, right? And that's kind of where I think my first business was mostly coming from. I had a lot of heart too in that, but it was mostly coming from, this is what I think I should be doing. This is what I want to be, you know, this is what I want. Like a lot of mind. And it was like mind, mind, mind coming up with these things. And then I was, I was acting from that place most of the time rather than slowing down and receiving uh, is very different. It's a very different energy than my mind is making up, you know, I'm list. my mind thinks it should be this way. Hmm. And it's, that's another, yeah, it's like really a practice of slowing down, tuning in and listening and receiving from within you and then taking action from that place. Hmm. And, and it, to me, embodiment is also integrity Hmm. and practicing what you're, what you're preaching. So not again, preaching and then starting with preaching. It's like, start from within and then the the expression the teachings will naturally flow from there so it's why I stop and pause because it's like I could be sharing from my mind but also I want to just you know take a breath and and see what does my body want me to share here it's it's a different it's a different energy so to me that's that's really what embodiment is is speaking and expressing and acting and being from the body from you know your own innate divine intelligence your highest self whatever you want to call it but the body is a really beautiful vehicle for that and I think in spirituality in some spiritual circles it gets missed Mm -hmm. um the body is so deeply intelligent and it is our home and it is our center and it is our our source and so the more we can kind of give ourselves space to tune in and listen the more embodied we're going to feel. And I really do believe that that is felt by, by people with eyes to see it is felt and seen Mm -hmm. by the right people. And so to me, it's, it's also like, am I in integrity? Am I actually, and again, it's not about being perfect at this, but like right after this podcast, I'm going to get, get off and and tune in and be like, what does my body need Mm -hmm. right now? And it's like, are you living and embodying what you are sharing, what you're, the way that you're, whatever you're doing with clients or whatever you're doing in the world, are you actually practicing that first? Is that actually grounded in, in your being first? Because then it's like, I think that's a big difference too in the business is like, I feel like I'm like, like I said earlier, I'm saying so much less. I don't really have to like market things. Like People just were like, I saw your website and I really like, I don't know why, but I, <laughs> I want to work with you. And I'm like, great. That's because my energy is really infused in my mm. website. And, and my website also took me almost six months because it was like, that's another thing. It was like, I did not want to rush that. I really waited. I waited. I slowed down, waited to receive the instructions. And I think for somebody that like, doesn't have practice in that, it can be really frustrating to hear like, just slow down and receive instructions. Well, like, what if I'm not receiving any instructions? That's okay. Because that's normal, right? It's like, like I was saying, there's so much gunk on top of the 
the instructions and the, that connection that we have with our own wisdom. There's so much conditioning and this mental chatter and fear. And there's a lot that you need to kind of wade through. So it's okay if you're, you're not, this isn't a race. This is, this is not a process that can be rushed. So that's the other thing too, is like, it's a slow process of, you may not get an instant download. Like you may need to begin practicing slowing down for six months or longer. I mean, like I said, this, this, it's been five years of like, mm-hmm. quote unquote, working on my business. It's been five years for me. And I feel like now is it really starting to blossom? So I think it's also just remembering that things take time and there's no judgment around how long things are taking for you versus someone else. And, and there's like a, a holding of desire and surrender at the same time. I think that's been really helpful for me. It's like, yes, I have these desires and I, maybe they don't, aren't going to look exactly like I thought. Maybe it's not going to come to me on the timeline or through the exact Avenue, but just kind of that, that, that dance of holding your desires and holding that open space for what's actually flowing, what's actually coming to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. That's such a beautiful reflection on embodiment. Thank you for that. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, also what you just shared too kind of leads me into what I wanted to ask you next is just, do you have any words of advice or wisdom or, or comfort for anyone out there who is kind of struggling to truly understand and embody their authentic self? Yeah, I would say you're perfect exactly where you are. Mm-hmm. And you're right on time and you're not alone um, because it is a struggle. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's a lifelong, like, welcome, (laughs) like, welcome, my friend. So it's, it's, it's never perfect. It's never, like I've been saying, it's never all joy. And it's funny because like the deeper I get into some of this stuff, I'm like, oh, now there's this other challenge there's this challenge, you know, there's, there's all these other challenges that kind of pop up like at different levels. And so it's never a smooth ride. And so I think just you are so perfect where you are and you are right on time. And just, I would say also give yourself patience. Mm -hmm. And as I said, there's no rush and there's no, like this way of living, it's very different than this is the goal and this is the timeline and this is the results, right? It's not any of that. And that can be really disorienting, but it's also really freeing Mm -hmm. at the same time. So it's like patience and trust. Trust has been a really big one for me of just continuing to deepen into. And then I think the last thing I would say is, just meet yourself and life where you are and like with whatever life is presenting you and know that it's exactly where you're supposed to be. And like, I know that's a lot easier said than done. And and there's also struggles with, I want to be over here and I'm not, and I've been there. I completely understand And I think the more I've let go of like, again, how things are supposed to look where I think I should be, the more space I've really had for beautiful opportunities and and things to kind of flow into my life. And, and I continue to, to meet the challenges and to meet the pain. And there has been more pain. And there has been, like I said, there has been more challenge. It's not like that doesn't exist. But 
it's really like, I think I feel this sense of groundedness within myself that I, you know, I am able to meet that and, or I am able to call on the support that I need to meet that. That's a really important piece too. So really knowing like, when do I need support and what kind of support do I need? And that's really big too, because this isn't a journey to that you need to go on all alone (laughs) Mm -hmm. and community and, you know, like support system. There's so much there too. So yeah, I think that just resting and and wherever you are and meeting whatever life is presenting you with and, and as much as you can, just, just feeling where you are. Like if you're feeling frustrated, if you're feeling sad, if you're feeling lost, that's totally okay. Mm -hmm. And giving yourself space to feel that. And also know that like a deeper connection is possible and it takes time and patience, but, but we all are so connected. We all have that within us. 1000%, every single one of us. It's just, some people have a lot more trauma and and grief and layers of things that they needed to wade through. And so if that's you, I'm just sending so much love. And I also know you are so deeply connected (laughs) and with patience and time, you will kind of release more and more of the gunk and the process more and more of the feelings that are yours to process. And then over time might take years, probably will take years. It becomes clearer and clearer. And yeah, that's, that's what I would say to someone who's on this path. It's always, there's always challenges. And so meeting yourself where you are and, and having patience and trust is is the best that we can do. Yeah. Very, very wise words. Thank you for sharing that. Oh my gosh, I could just listen to you talk forever. <laughs> just thank you again for sharing your heart so, yeah. so openly. Um, I was going to ask you all about breath work and tea ceremony, <laughs> but I feel like we'd be here for another couple hours if I did that. Yeah, so totally. So I might have totally. to have you back on for a part two because, <laughs> yeah, I just would love yeah. to hear all of your insights on that as well. But we are coming up on, on time here. So. So um, just thank you again. And please um, share with everyone what you're offering now, where they can find you and how they can connect with you. Yeah. So I am, you can find my website, melinacheris.com. Everything's on there. I'm on Instagram at melinacheris. And then I do a few things, as you mentioned, breathwork, (laughs) tea ceremony um, are two things I do and also coaching. So um, those are the kind of three, I do little things here and there, but those are the three main things that I do. And and I would say, I love all of them, but coaching is my, <laughs> my, my one true love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I love, yeah, just holding space for people one-on-one um, to explore all of this stuff that we've been talking about. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'll put all your info in the show notes for everyone okay. so they can connect with you, which I highly recommend doing. You just have oh, so much wisdom you. to share. So thank you. Thank and you. Um, I just keep saying it, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> for coming on here. I'm feeling so much love and gratitude for you right now. And um, yeah, maybe you'll come back on again soon and talk about breath work and tea ceremony yeah. and all those yeah. amazing things. I would love to. Thank you, Shaylin.